Welcome, everyone, to the Reader Copy Recap. It is Monday, April 18th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. That's right. You guys are joining us for episode three, The Friendly Type. It is directed by Mohamed Diab and written by Bu DeMaio, Peter Cameron, and Sabir Prizarda. Yeah, close enough. Par Prizarda. What threw me off was the Bo DeMeo. Yeah. I feel like you got bullied a lot in elementary. DeMeo. The first name or the last name? The last name. <laughs> DeMeo, DeMeones. <laughs> I like that. Um, episode three picks up where episode two left off. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the first two better, but this one's still good. Really? Wow. This is where I made a change. I like this episode a lot. Oh, so you've been hating the show since now. I hold it to a high standard. I say every episode. So I just thought this was the change. Like there's more fantastical stuff. We're going to get into it. I'm really digging it now. Uh, Yeah. I like the fantastical stuff. We'll get into it. Mm -hmm. But um, there's some things I didn't maybe necessarily like about this episode. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't, don't know what you're talking about. We'll get into it. All right. Okay. I did like the opening. Yes. We see Layla there as uh, she is trying to get a new passport made for herself. Yeah. So we can tell right away Layla has like ties with kind of like the underground stuff. Uh, the the black market maybe, possibly. Yeah. You know, she's uh, maybe made dealings in dirty hands, right? Right. I mean, fake password, that's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. the dark stuff, black market <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's making a fake passport to get in to Egypt, I believe. Yes. Back to Cairo, I think, her hometown, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that they're using to make it yeah is i know like you could buy this stuff but like yeah how good of a password can they make like i know the, the thing i was talking about mainly is like the laminating thing but it's not really a laminate it almost puts like a sheen on the paper yeah that's what passports are like if you touch one yeah it's kind of like that like it's almost plastically film on top right mm-hmm. so the thing that they did was like they squeezed that page with like heat transfer plastic and she you could tell she was like cutting it oh Oh, you're saying like that craftsmanship has to be exact for it to be legitimately looking? I'm just saying, I don't know what that is. It's oh. like, it's not necessarily laminate where like it wraps it in plastic. It almost like coats it in plastic. And you, you're just wondering like, how does it, how did she get a hold I'm of I'm just saying, how do I get you want to make so passports? I can make fake IDs oh and fake passports? <laughs> what threw me off was she was just like dragging and dropping the text. Like it's a template. It's not, there's no template to do this already. Like she's like positioning it like in Photoshop, whatever, <laughs> like. I'd, if I ran a passport, fake passport shop, mm-hmm. I would I would have this ready to go. Right, it would just be a PDF template. Yeah, just email it to me. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, I do want to say get an idea of Layla. Like, she has like Indiana Jones type background, yeah, with her father, I guess, like brought her to the dig right. sites or whatever. She's so, like she's, a, she's experienced, she's like a tomb raider, yeah, okay, there you go, <laughs> stealing relics and stuff like that, right? And then we see a relic, which is the scarab that Arthur Harrow's using now in the middle of the desert with his crew, and it's pointing them exactly to Amit's tomb. And I th- they think they found it, like Amit is here, right? right. But they do know mark is also in cairo right hunting them down when the scarab like pointed straight down and it's like oh you're, you're at the spot right yeah and then arthur told like that guy which is like one of the guys that was like a fake detective yeah i know you're talking about <laughs> that guy was so happy <laughs> he's like he like he's like he's going to disneyland he's like, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> i think he's just been sick and tired of walking through the desert for yeah. days <laughs> he, he looks like he'd be the tired one <laughs> 
So they found it. Yeah. Now they just got to dig. Yeah. I, I mean, it's got to be down under there. Buried treasure is what they're looking for, right? Um, but we now see Mark. Again, he's in Cairo running, chasing somebody, right? On like the rooftops of we, uh, Egypt. We've reached a scene I don't like. Oh, is it like the look of everything? What yeah. is it? Oh, yeah. I know what yeah. you're talking about now. Um, they're not in Cairo. Mm, oh, I okay. Yeah. They're not on rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> Does it look fake? Too it looks fake super to fake. Oh, okay. I I guess I kind of just let myself uh, get fooled by it, but I see, I hold this to a high standard. It, <laughs> it does look like it could either be Egypt or Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it was, they're reusing sets. They're reusing Mandalorian sets right now as they're running through the. They're shooting both at the same time. Like on the ground level, it's they're shooting Boba Fett. Right on the rooftops, you can find a Moon Knight. Uh, you can find a, a Wookiee down there if yeah. you look close enough. <laughs> But yeah, total green screen look. Everything's oh, mm-hmm. a little too bright. And yeah. I know they're in like the sun and there's no shade at all in the desert. But like it looks, it looks like he comes out, like he's on the rooftop. And then uh, somebody comes out and is like, I didn't do it. I didn't hit her. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> it's the same set. It looks like that quality of set. <laughs> I'm going to edit it so that way I put that scene from the room into there. So that scene. It actually makes sense. Like yeah. it might be an actual shot. But I know like the director, the showrunner himself said like, that was the one, like Marvel let them do anything mm-hmm. except for shoot in Cairo. Yeah. Well, I can tell. You can also imagine like it would be a nightmare to shoot there. Yeah. It's like a bustling city. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And there's also pyramids. Yeah. Um, but they're chasing, he's chasing these three guys and they finally find him onto the roof as like they kill a random other guy that could possibly point him to where Ahmed's tomb is. Right. Like obviously these guys kind of work for Arthur Harrow. Yeah. And then, so he's like, well, I got to fight him. And. <laughs> And they go into dance fighting. Yeah, gosh. Not great fighting sequence either. I, I kind of laughed at this because I would believe that these guys don't know how to fight. Don't know how to fight. And they're going to be showy about it because of their look, like their clothes and everything. <laughs> and then um, the whole time he's fighting these guys, um, Steven is, is in his head like, you don't have to do this, Mark. Yeah. He doesn't want, he's like almost about to kill him. Yeah. But Steven's like, don't do it. Yeah. Right. And it causes um, Steven to kind of take over. It seems that way. And then he wakes up, uh, Mark wakes up again seconds later or minutes later in a taxi cab leaving that building yeah like like on his way out there right yeah. like i could have been hours by now we have no idea well those guys are still there so maybe he followed them there i don't know but the, <laughs> he finds them again like cross paths with them and now they're like scared of him like seriously scared yeah and he's like, just let us go as they go running into like the marketplace this guy's crazy we don't know what he wants <laughs> as uh they're running there he catches one of them right and yeah. pulls him into the alleyway like show me where Ahmed's tomb is where is Harrow yeah right just he's like barking at him there's mirrors everywhere though because then right next to him is a mirror where Steven again is saying like you don't have to do this right making him feel guilty and it gives Mark pause enough to like lose control of the body yep and then he wakes up yet again now like on a, like a mountaintop with a knife in his hand stabbing the same guy yeah and he's like Steven what did you do he's like that wasn't me who is it then so here's my question because I had this question since episode one. All right. In those episodes, they're like, give me control. No, you give me control of the body. Let's switch. I can't control unless you give it up. But then there's also these sequences of like a flashing scene transition where he's not giving up the will, but someone's taking over the power. 
the of the body and we assumed it was mark yeah this was during the action sequence when he was like in a car chase down the mountain in episode one yeah right right um but now when it's happening now it's not mark taking over so i assume in those other episodes it also wasn't mark oh it seems like that always happens his opponents are are killed like in the town when he, he was about to they're about to take the scarab from him the first episode first episode he that happens the flashing transition and then everyone around him is dead and he has blood on his hands that that's the one i was curious about because yeah. they were bloodied i don't know if they were dead i think they were like getting up a little bit so i was wondering that could be mark maybe he's just kind of a, a savage in that way but well he didn't kill them i think there's blood so i think he killed him i think he you know broke well, their nose i could believe that but i'm so now, i was it could be a third or whatever what i'm thinking now is when it's the flashing thing it's the third now that we realize there's a third just taking over not even allowing the other person a choice mm, okay because mark seems like he needs to have steven let go of the body to take over but this third can just do it at will and that's why it's that flashing sequence i think it's um like mark he he's fighting these guys and he's just doing what he knows best right like being a mercenary yeah and then i think it's when steven makes him feel guilty and he second guesses it that he kind of loses it and again i don't think it's steven taking over but i think that's what's causing mark to just lose it i think no one's actively just not the third one is just taking it by force i, I think it i is. think it's mark like uh, maybe i shouldn't kill this guy in front mm. of me right now i think there's a third identity that is more willing to kill yeah that even mark doesn't know about that this third exists and um you know there's there's a kind of a alluding to a backstory between mark and layla's father and what happened there and how he became Moon Knight, right? Okay. I think it was really the third that did the thing that Mark is keeping a secret about. Oh, okay. That he's like, maybe he doesn't have a secret in his, like he doesn't know what the secret is, whatever. Yeah. Whatever he's keeping to himself. I, I think that third mm -hmm. could very well be this like murderous kind of do whatever type of yeah. character. I was also wondering if it's not a third personality, but it's just straight up Khonshu, just, just like that could be walking around like he's like uh, his puppet, you know, mm -hmm. inside of the body. Body. Yeah. Yeah. Can Conchi just take over the body? I don't know. <laughs> we might see that later. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, where were we? Well, Kanchu is there at the mountaintop with yes. Steven. And he's like, um, threaten to kill this guy and he, he'll talk. The younger guy. The, yeah. He calls him a kid for a second. Yeah. And um, he pushes him over the, like he holds him over the edge. Like just tell me where Ahmet is. Mm -hmm. But the kid ultimately sacrifices himself, cutting off his very cool scarf mm -hmm. and falls. Uh, and even Mark is like, whoa, I didn't expect that. Yeah. And Kanchu, the way he says it flippingly, like, oh, thought he would talk. Ooh, oh, well. You can kind of get an idea that Kanchu is kind of like, sees them as action figures or toy things. Kind yeah. Of, right? These people don't matter. Yeah. And now Mark's like, we have nothing now. We have no leads. You got to talk to the other gods. And Kanchu says, well, that would uh, possibly welcome the wrath. It could maybe want to imprison me in stone. He's already banished. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make it worse. Yeah. But they kind of have no choice. So he has to get their attention. What he decides to do is shift the the moon in the yeah. sky to get the attention and make a like eclipse mm -hmm. and of course this is like um shifting the the lives of people so it's going to get the gods attentions too right so now the gods have these are egyptian gods very cool have summoned like a council with him so mark walks into like an opening that is just magically made into the wall a portal and he walks in and it's a portal to the pyramid of giza right yes and they're like inside it now. Very cool. Yeah. yeah Secret entrance. Cool. Yeah. 
And um, there, all of them are there. The first one there is uh, Hathor, the avatar of Hathor, mm-hmm. and like talks about how they possibly knew each other, the gods, but Kanchu doesn't actually gossip about them at all. Right. And so uh, they put Mark in the center and kind of judge him, talk about how Kanchu um, is shifting the skies and should not be affecting the lives of humans. They should be just observers now. They don't want they don't want to control the humans or have them worship them anymore. Right. But he's saying like, I needed to get counsel with you because Arthur Harrow is doing something very dangerous right now, trying to free Amit. And this is that moment we talked about where Kanchu's like possessing Mark yes. and he's acting very weird i thought mm-hmm. this was maybe acting that i, I wasn't so sure about like because he, he did it a lot this little scene where he's like standing up straight yeah you kind of have to overact this i guess i get it yeah to make it funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um arthur harrow is summoned there too to defend himself and he is able to convince the other gods that no conchu is kind of the crazy one and even the avatar he chose is unstable he like says mark is kind of a victim right he's like right. unwell multiple person personality split so he's kind of using him as a pawn and Harrow's saying like i know that from personal experience that mm-hmm. that's what Kanchi would do and the gods then ask mark himself are you unwell and don't worry about what Kanchi will do like you have to answer truthfully and he has to admit yeah i'm not i'm not mentally 100 percent right and so um he also says like that doesn't matter though Harrow is doing something awful he's threatening the lives of was it like millions yeah and so it gets to like this point where where Khonshu in Mark's body throws a punch at Harrow. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, that lead god there kind of just stops it still and with like his like, like lightning hands, like <laughs> kind of cool. And um, he stopped and said, no violence shall be in this quarters, right? Right. That's enough to kind of like end the case. Khonshu's wrong, Arthur wins. Yeah, Harrow didn't do anything wrong yeah. so far. Before we leave the scene, I want to talk about the gods. Okay. I think there's like five of them there plus Khonshu. Mm-hmm. But we know from episode one, talking about the uh the gods there i think there's like nine of them Inead, yeah yeah the Inead. so so those like the six there plus amit would be seven so there's two missing gods i think okay yeah egyptian gods yeah i honestly don't know them offhand but i i don't know any of the gods looks like some of them are missing i was thinking like um i know it's not egyptian but um bast the panther god bast oh okay right same also in africa uh doesn't have an avatar right now so wouldn't show up okay it could be really i think there is like an egyptian god that's related to cats specifically yeah i forgot what it was i think it popped up in, in sandman at one point in the mm. comic book so okay yeah yeah um is wasn't it uh, like osiris or whatever is that um Ra, the egyptian god of Ra, whatever i don't i don't know you're not you yeah. haven't read up on your egyptology no i don't know any i don't i didn't i didn't watch that mummy cartoon action show a mummy's no. returns <laughs> it's i forgot no mummy returns is <laughs> oh yeah brendan fraser i think it's mummy's alive or something Something like that, yeah. I love that cartoon. (laughs) That was so dope. It's like... It's like the Saturday morning cartoons, but mummies. Okay, it. Yes. it was awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, so it looks like he's not going to get anywhere, but the avatar of Hathor pulls Mark aside and says, there's another way. There was a one time a magi that knew the secret of Amit's tomb, where it's located. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was, again, like thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe his um, tomb can lie some secrets to where Amit is. Right. Um, so he needs to find this tomb with this magi. Magi. So he's just like in town and he's like trying to find out like information from like vendors.
bankers and stuff, see if they know anything. I was such a tourist. He's not good at this. I uh, gotta get scammed the second he first steps foot there, right? right. Like, Luckily for him, Layla finds him. Uh-huh. And yeah. she's like, I know what you're looking for. Yeah. I'm, I'm drinking out of a bag right now. Yeah. <laughs> would you Would you try these like, um, these, uh, I have. Street foods and drinks? Yeah. Did you get sick? Because you were in uh, another third world country, not yeah. Um, I got sick, but I don't think it was from food. What was it? Well, I know you're not supposed to drink like the tap water. Yeah. Or even when you go to a restaurant, drink water because oh. they're just getting it from the tap. And the ice too, if you drink a soda ice, yeah. even. You should drink like canned things or bottled th- the drinks. So I don't think I got sick from that. So I, I would drink like a soda or something. Okay. I'm not so sure if I would. I, w- I want to so be- you just wouldn't drink at I all. I want to be, uh, I guess it has to be soda now then, right? What are you going to oh, drink? B- bottled water then, I guess. Is what I have yeah, to do. you can drink bottled That's water. That's an option. You okay. wouldn't drink bagged water. <laughs> not if I did. If I brought it myself, yes, but not from there. <laughs> and so Layla's like, "All right, I'll, I'll I guess I'll help you." Mm-hmm. As they they um, wait till the night and go on a little boat ride. Yeah, it's like neon lights everywhere. That's eh, romantic. She knows a guy. Yeah. Uh, and then we reach another scene I don't like. Oh, really? What? Yeah. This whole character and where he lives and what he has there he... seems so. <laughs> For the story. Okay. I, I kind of laughed at it. I think all the stuff you're not liking, I kind of just laughed at it in the oh moment and gosh. forgot about it. But this guy's uh, like Billy Madison or something. <laughs> yeah. He just has like these awesome pyramids in his backyard and they're uh, horse riding. Yeah. Having fun. This guy, Anton Mogart, mm-hmm. he's like super rich and collector guy. Right. I think he's actual Moon Knight villain. Yeah, I think in the comics his name is um Midnight Man. That's right. He's like a thief. Yeah. Uh but in the show he's really into like medieval times. <laughs> Cuz he has like a jousting ring in front of his house. Memorabilia. He's like <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> Uh, but apparently Mogart and Layla had run-ins in the past yeah. and um, he's surprised that Layla will show her face here mm-hmm. And um, but Layla says well bygones be bygones I kind of just want to see your sarcophagus you have laying around yes you have on display in this makeshift pyramid right in your backyard he's like this is not your birthday it looks like a <laughs> carnival out here <laughs> Like, I would not have a dead body in my backyard on display. (laughs) Well, you're just not into this stuff. It's, you know, (laughs) you're not nerdy about it. They they did have like an Easter egg about like a mention of Madripoor. That was Mm, was fun. I was like, okay. Okay. We're still in Marvel. We're still in Marvel. Very cool. Very cool. Um, But as they're inspecting the sarcophagus, they finally get to it. Uh, Let's say, let Steven out. He's the Egyptologist. Yeah. Let him inspect it. He knows what he's talking about. But he doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. Mark will not let it out as he's just threatening to like go into action if Steven just doesn't say what to do. Yes. But who should appear there? Arthur Harrow and his crew now. Showing up out of nowhere and um, he kind of throws a, a wrench in the thing saying there's like a secret Right, that right. Uh, Mark is no that Mark knows about Layla's father. So this is the thing I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the book, Mark is a mercenary, and during like a pyramid like expedition, yeah, they're trying to steal buried treasure. Yeah, while he's with a professor that's like leading them there. So to steal the stuff, he kills the professor, right? Right. I think the professor is Layla's father in the story in the show. I think you're right. Yeah, and but I don't think Mark killed him. I think the third and 
Fantasy killed him, but Mark thinks he did. Okay, so you think uh, you think Mark doesn't even know about killing the professor? Possibly, like like maybe he woke up and had a knife, bloody knife, and the professor was dead in front of him. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I was wondering maybe Mark could be honest and just does not know about killing the professor at all. Like he just was asleep the whole time in in his head, and it was the other guy. Well, it seems like Mark knows that he's keeping a secret, right? Or no? Possibly. All right, we'll see. It's muddy, right? Though. Yeah. The, it's not obvious. Yeah. You do get a chance to. See, you do see that like Mark tries his hardest to push Layla away. Yeah. Like every chance he gets. But yeah. I think he's also trying to protect her from Kanchu. That too. Yeah. Mm. But he's not doing it nicely. No. <laughs> and so um, Hero takes his trusty cane there and promises to show Mogart his power and like summons that purple magic and kind of just blows up that prized possession sarcophagus. Yeah. As like a show of magic Amit power. Here's my magic. I'm going to destroy your most prized possession. Yeah. And in the same time, prevent Mark from finding Amit's too. He's like, it's your birthday, blow out those candles. Yeah. So now um, Mogart's men attack Layla and Mark. Yeah, just go into action. But Mark finally summons the suit. Yes. He's standing atop that plastic looking pyramid and is ready to go into action. He, they, they fight in that little like jousting ring that they have. Yeah. And in the middle of fighting as Moon Knight, Stephen takes over and becomes Mr. Knight. He's like, okay, time out, time out. <laughs> yeah. Right? He doesn't want- like, We don't have to fight. <laughs> oh, the lame guy. He's just like, okay- we can deposit, and then he just gets skewered by some spears yeah. out of nowhere. And he's like, okay, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they go into action again, fighting it off. There's an awesome swing kick that uh, Mark does, mm-hmm. and you see the like the, the moon cape. Really cool. Yeah, I that's kind of that cool. Yeah. While Mark's fighting the the henchman, Layla is actually fighting like the lead bodyguard for um, Anton. Yeah, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she actually uses her like necklace, which turns out to be like blades or something, to finally defeat him. Okay, very cool. Like just hit in there and is able to stab the guy and steal those treasure map scraps or whatever they are. Yeah, they're like cloths or something. Mm-hmm. Takes them and uh, jits out of there. But she gets kind of taken by one of the other guards and she's uh, in danger as Mark is still skewered there down. He flips and kicks these guys, mm-hmm. takes off those spears and is able to save Layla. Yeah. So now they're able to escape and then they're back on that boat. Or no, I think they're in a Jeep now driving the desert. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, we got to stop and figure it out this map thing they just stop there and again she says take steven out he yeah. knows what he's talking about and so he yanks the rearview mirror and looks at it and talks to steven let him out and he's like oh cheers yeah he lets him out steven figures out in like two seconds what yeah. this map is it's like a star map oh wow <laughs> i mean it looked like exactly like a star symbol <laughs> yes. kind of convenient and then they're like okay we'll just use this we'll use layla has like computer technology that we can just find out where this um what do you call it constellation constellation is yeah and that'll lead us to thing but no you can't this is from thousands of years ago constellations have shifted i don't know if that's true if they shifted that much but i guess they, they could see the constellation but it'd point somewhere else on earth right exactly yeah. that makes sense okay but, uh, an inch in the sky is like hundreds of miles on the ground yeah okay okay so he has to rewind the sky somehow right yeah <laughs> he calls upon the power of conchu and he remembers the sky and he like 
you know, wax on, wax off. Yeah. Kanchi knows what he's doing though. Mm-hmm. By by doing this, he had like one final warning. That like to not meddle with the likes of man. <laughs> oh, right, right. Or else the gods will again imprison him in stone. Which is exactly what happens. The gods unite to trap him into like this little statue. Oh. It looks like a souvenir you'd get at Steven's shop. Yeah. <laughs> And we also know earlier in the episode, he said, like, without Kanchu, I think Mark has no powers either. Yeah, he just got three personalities. That's it. Yeah. Or more. So now that Kanchu's stuck in the statue, Mark has no Moon Knight powers, but at least he kind of knows where Amit's tomb is and where Harrow is digging. You have to find a way to stop him. Right. It's just the two of them, Layla and him, trying to find Amit's tomb. Um, but then we also see Harrow. He's welcomed back into the Pyramid of Giza yep. and kind of does the maniacal villain speech <laughs> against the uh, the little statue Kanchu saying like all of the hardship you gave me is what's going to give me the power to make this victory. It was all thanks to you. Right. Yeah. It was all part of his plan. Oh, wow. I liked certain things I said, and I didn't like some. I like the God scenes and all of the, the shifting of the night sky and all that stuff. Okay. You didn't like the um, adventuring, like chasing guys and no, treasure I, map stuff? I didn't like those scenes. They seem out of place to me. Interesting. Okay. I, I liked it because of those big scenes that shifted my opinion on the show like okay finally we're seeing something really like big events going yeah. on that's mm. what i wanted yeah so that's why i'm like making a turn on the show i really like it now okay i'm i, I mean i always like the show mm. so uh i just hope that it gets back to more realistic stuff okay as far as <laughs> as realistic as it could be like more than one egyptian god yeah right <laughs> Um, so, you know, those like big events that happened this episode. Yeah. Imagine you're just a regular person living in this world of the MCU. In the past year, like all the people who were snapped away had returned. Right. Um, a celestial has come out of the ocean. There's like, like a hand down. Yeah. Yeah. And then one night you see all the stars in the sky, like totally warp. Are you just like, okay, what's going on now? Yeah. These freaking this freaking. Av- this is normal to you now. I can kind of get why people would be a, bit, a little bit resentful of the Avengers and like the you know the world is fine before iron man yeah like (laughs) (laughs) i i I, i'm wondering if they're like p like okay what's tomorrow gonna look like like all right who who do i have to pay attention to on the news i know right right? like i don't know is there another group of aliens taking over a city yeah (laughs) they'd also though they're not there for the jokes of the movies they're like okay now it's just dangerous not really fun like like the movies I I don't know if they take that into account. Marvel does, but like yeah. it's still cool to see. There's a scene where again the um, Mogart saw the floating scarab. Remember that earlier? Yeah. I would just be blown away already just seeing like something float. <laughs> yeah, like whoa, is it magnets? I don't know. <laughs> that was enough to show me um its power. Like come on. <laughs> Um, now that Moon Knight doesn't have his powers, okay, how do yeah. you think the show will resolve? Like, how does he get his powers back? I think it's going to take um, the gods to realize Amit is going to be revived. And again, they imprisoned mm-hmm. Amit earlier. Mm-hmm. So now they know Hero's doing wrong and they'll have to uh, uh, release Khonshu. Mm, okay. Yeah. I think maybe Amit is resentful of the gods too, right? Like they're what kept Amit in prison. So they're going to, he's going to, Hero is going to turn on all the rest of the gods too. Yeah. You know? Do you think the other gods' avatars have like their version of a Moon Knight costume? Ooh. No, because, because there was a spot where like one of the gods was like, it's all you your masks and your weapons like 
it sounds like the others don't do that. Yeah. You okay. Know? I think that's why. Some of them look like very powerful. Like the avatars look like they're powerful in society. So like maybe they're controlling humans through, you know, like politics or finance or something. Very big somehow. Yeah. Make waves there. Possibly. I thought it was interesting that they said they just want to be observers now and they just want to, they don't actually don't want to be worshipped, right? Like yeah. as gods anymore. Mm. I'm wondering if what Archon shoes um, like desires, does he just want to be worshipped or does he really care about these humans and he felt like the other gods turned their backs on them? I mean, he says he wants to bring justice. Yeah. But we know from, from the comics itself, like it's not always, he's not always selfless. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's like a little bit like he cares about humanity but yeah. he doesn't care about a single human yeah maybe like that I think yeah it's like that he doesn't care about his own avatar that much mm-hmm. you know what um, i would love to see is like a flashback of arthur harrow as moon knight what's his costume look like yeah if it's any different if conchie treated him any differently or anything like that or, or i would love to see the scene where arthur harrow realizes conchie's pretty much using him and doesn't care about him and when he gives up being moon knight i'm wondering if that scene if he gave up or if Khonshu gave up on him, like let him go. And yeah, maybe. that's what really pushed him to go look for Amit. Mm, yeah. yeah. Look for more power again. Yeah. Yeah. I like how the show is introducing gods to the Marvel universe. Oh yeah. They, these are the Egyptian gods, but then there's also like, you know, like um, the Greek gods in, in Marvel comics. There is like, Ares and Hercules and yeah, Zeus. Yeah. And we know the Norse gods are there, of course, with Thor and Asgard and stuff. Yeah. I mean, could could Hercules spin off into his own movie or series or whatever? Yeah. Because I think he's a he's a prominent character in older Marvel comics. He is, but I think just the idea of that seems corny. And I think <laughs> most, I'd, I'd say almost all people who watch the movie but don't read the comics don't know that, that Hercules is a prominent character in, in Marvel comics. Yeah. So when they see that, like now there's a Hercules in the Avengers I don't they've jumped the shark kind of thing okay like because Hercules has had other stories outside of comic books or whatever like we've seen yeah. those movies or whatever yeah I remember when Hercules was the rock <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember when it was Kevin Sorbo. Who the hell is that? <laughs> the TV show Hercules? Kevin Sorbet? What? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this episode is not my favorite. Oh, wow. I like the first two a lot better, but I still love the show. This is the episode where it gets going. We're like, we're running through it. He, he's this running through it. This episode where he lost his powers. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Is, <laughs> is the next episode going to be as fun without his powers? I wonder. I think Steven's going to take back control and be a lot of the episode. I think, you know, what happens is um, in all these series what? the fourth episode is like the game changer episode or like the big splash episode really seems like that's how it was with like loki wandavision so i think this one is either gonna be big in a good way or a bad way all right leading up to the climax episode mm, yeah all right all right i hope it's good i'm starting to really like this show after this one like it made the other episodes really good but all right that's just my opinion mm, okay of the midnight well we're just about halfway done with the series um i'm excited to see the rest of it we'll be back talking about it next week if you haven't already don't forget to subscribe to the reader copy podcast where we'll be talking all about moon night every week plus the regular podcast show every wednesday that's right you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter we're at the reader copy podcast let's keep talking about moon night i'm really enjoying it um do you have an outro for this episode Voila, habibi now i finally like the moon night show okay <laughs> thanks for listening guys i'll see you next week see you guys